What is up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast. It's entitled The Table for Two, featuring myself, Ryan Pinabona, joined by my guest host with the most, uh, the champion wearing, eyebrow flaring, glasses on, uh, on fleek. On fleek. It's Mike, everybody. Welcome back. How's it going, guys? We uh, officially killed Hank because he was trying to take too much Gone. screen time on this. So. <laughs> yeah, We're, you're always welcome back. But now that this is the proper table for two, welcome, uh, viewer, listener. Thank you for welcoming us uh, back into your ears. It's been very nice uh, to see the warm reception we got. All 21 plays of our uh, recent episode. That's actually a lot. 41 total. <laughs> 41 total if you include the one we took down for, um, because we didn't want to get fired. <laughs> but we, um, we love our, our jobs making sushi. We do. Yeah. Wine cooking on the weekends, the unofficial, part-time, self-proclaimed sous chef that I am. It's amazing. And sushi connoisseur that I am. Yes. Uh, speaking of sushi... What did you have for lunch? <laughs> that totally blanked there. My I bad. had I had a broccoli and chicken gyro, or not gyro, gyro? Uh, uh, calzone. Oh. Yeah, not a gyro oh. at all. <laughs> Two different things, man. Yeah, I was thinking Greek for a second. Damn, dude, I haven't had lunch yet. I'm fucking starving. Really? Yeah, I went to Walmart. It's actually kind of funny because I don't know if it was this episode or the last episode where I got into talking about like how disorganized I am, but... I went to Walmart with the intention of buying, like, three things, and I came home with, like, three bags full of stuff, like, food and stuff I need around the house, but, like, none of the three things that I wanted to get were, like, in there. Like, I just completely blanked out. Like, I went with no list. I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna go grab these three things, and then I started grabbing, like, ice cream, got off track, and, like, I came home, and I had none of the stuff that I went out to get. What did you forget to get? Forgot to get aspirin. I forgot to get... A Berry Blast Glade Air Freshener because the bamboo one that I have now makes it smell like the Botanical Gardens. <laughs> I don't really like it. It's a weird smell. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to like change the way my house smells and then I forgot it. So yeah, that's what I've been up to today. But um, last week we missed an episode. That is because uh, I had some dental issues. So basically uh, what is happening is that I have this uh, really rare... Uh, I wouldn't say disease. I don't really know if it's a disease. I, I would call it condition. Condition. Probably. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good uh, way to put it. I have this really rare uh, condition where my teeth are misaligned so much to the fact where like um, they're starting to grow uh, backwards a little bit, slightly at an angle. So my gums just decided to grow over them like moss to a stone. So there's a couple teeth in the back of my mouth where when you bite down, you know, like, normally on your teeth, it should be tooth on tooth. It's like tooth on gum. So I'm basically biting my gums every time I talk and eat. And, uh, yeah. I figured out, after going to the dentist, that I'm going to need braces. So you are going with the braces? Yeah, I'm going with braces. No Invisalign? I don't know. Whatever's cheaper, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think braces is just funnier. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, dude. Like, right? Like, I turned 21 and I got braces... On my teeth. 
That's trendy as hell, dude. <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I'm thinking I could make that work. Like, I could make that work. <laughs> well, bigger question. What color are you going with? Blue and uh, white, for sure. To represent the Sabres and the Leafs at the same time? No, just the Leafs. Sabres would be like yellow and I guess navy yellow blue, and blue. Right. Navy blue or something, right? Yeah. But Sabres still got the white, you know? Yeah. You, it can like half pass white, yellow. Sabres. Because if yellow. you had gold and blue braces, man, you'd, you'd look like you're 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of um, Buffalo Sabres... Let's talk about them. So if you don't know, for some reason, the Buffalo Sabres are an NHL team based out of Buffalo, New York, uh, which is around the place where we live. So we happened to catch a game last week. I think it was, was it to the day? Like Tuesday or it was Wednesday, wasn't it? I think it was probably Wednesday. It was Wednesday, right? Yeah. So last Wednesday we went to the game. Uh, We got really good seats for like, they were like 20, less than 20 bucks a seat, if I remember correctly. Uh... And they were pretty close, and the Sabres haven't been doing too well. So that's why they were really cheap, and we could go. And we saw our boy Jimmy Vesey uh, score a goal, which is pretty cool. Jimmy Vesey actually turned the tide. Yeah, Mike. So, so you said that that was like as close as you got to ever sitting in like a Sabres game before, right? Yeah, so we were sitting like 20 rows up behind... The uh behind the goal there, and I've I've always sat in the two to three hundreds range, you know. Yeah, more of the cheap seats. I've been all over the place there. I've sat in like every seat, and I honestly just like don't care where I'm sitting as long as I can see the game. I'm just <laughs> I'm just pretty into the shit. But like, uh, tell me, how was that experience? Uh, you know, not being a fan, but seeing it go into like overtime and shootout and stuff, because that was pretty neat. Even though we only lasted two rounds in the shootout, it took two shots for us to lose. Two we waited. Out. We waited, like, three hours for them to go to a shootout. <laughs> and well, two shots in, they lost. They didn't send out Jimmy VC to shoot. They didn't. That, that was their fault. They really didn't. It Trying was, to send out Eichel. Like, what are they thinking? Man, they, for real, man. Like, it was... I don't think it's a coincidence that we started cheering for number 13, Jimmy VC, And then as soon as that happened, he scored a goal. Mm-hmm. And then the whole game shifted. And we tied it up. Yeah. He he was just getting bullied that whole game. First two quarters. Yeah. And then he's just like, third quarter, mm. I'm sick of you people. Yep. Started checking guys. Like, he knocked <laughs> the one dude clean out. Straight yeah, on his him. butt. Yeah, it was pretty cool sitting that close. We got to, like, see the hits real close. Yeah. Down and on. And that, that was pretty cool. That's always fun. But, um, you know, I'm I'm making the return for Valentine's Day with my girlfriend. But we're sitting in the 300s, like you said. So we're not too close, but... At the same time, like, if you look on the wall there, there's a picture of me and her at the hockey game. That's that's on the boards, two rows behind the penalty box, like I told you. So, like, you know, so we sat really close. Now we're going to go sit really far and see the difference. So, yeah. But it's always fun. What's it like sitting behind the penalty box? Can you not see as good because that box is in the way? Or am I over no, I mean, it's all clear, right? Oh, okay. So, like, it's all clear. It's super cool. Uh, like, when you're right there... You don't really, you're kind of like turning your head a lot more, obviously, since you're closer, like as opposed to like viewing it from up, but seeing it up close is way better. Like seeing anything up close, right? Like I've been at WWE events even where it's like, you know, you're sitting kind of farther away, but that's not as cool as being like on ringside. Like I remember the first one that I ever went to, I was six rows behind ringside. So it was like the same area where we were on the backside of the ring, but it was like only six rows. 
And I remember that being like super cool because it was like really close to them. So I think it's just pretty cool to just be closer to them because it's like, you know, I was on TV at one point. Actually. We were we were on TV like three times on that Jumbotron. <laughs> yeah, we made the Jumbotron three times along with the kids that wouldn't stop singing Roddy Rich the Box <laughs> behind us. Yeah. The eight-year-old white boys <laughs> singing the box behind us. And then, um, what is his name? Uh, the mascot's name, Sabretooth, Saber- right? Oh, yeah, Sabretooth came over yeah, and he gave us a knuckle. Gave us a fist bump. Eesh. But yeah, he gave us a fist bump. <laughs> it was annoying because the time that we saw him before that, he was throwing out pizzas. So yeah, he and came I ended empty-handed. up I ended up spending sixteen dollars on two slices <laughs> of pizza because I was so fucking hungry, and he wouldn't throw me a pizza box so I could just win a free pizza. Yeah, come on, Sabretooth. where's the love? Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. We got to sit next to like all the weird intermission things that they do, like the contests they have. Yeah, that was kind of neat. They kept just happening next to us. Yeah, but I'm, t- I'm telling you, like man. the one lady had to play Planko, and she, she won, was like, not very good at Planko. Yeah, she, she somehow won, like, the worst prizes. I think yeah. it's rigged. <laughs> and each Planko puck went in the exact same slot. It's rigged, for sure. But, like, I don't know. I think at the uh, at the next game we go to, we should definitely try to get clo- a little bit closer. I would never pay more than, like, $40 for a ticket. Yeah. For, like, anything, really. Unless I really want to go. Kind of like that time that like I made you pay a hundred dollars for the shit. <laughs> for <laughs> WWE, I, I would pay I would pay a clean fifty bucks to go see Monster Trucks. <laughs> I, I want to see Monster Jam. I saw that when I was younger. Yeah, me I, too. That's not my cup of tea. It's so damn loud. <laughs> you know, I just want to see Grave Digger go run over some cars. You need like the black and green one, right? He's, yeah, with the ghost skull with the skull, on it. Yeah, he's the one I know. Yeah, yeah. I saw him. He's cool. Jumped over, like, six demolition cars. Fucking flipped on his back. Yeah. Gets out, like, that's the coolest over. thing ever. And, like, I thought the guy died. I'm, like, eight <laughs> years old. I was traumatized. I was, like, did I really just, like, watch this, like, stuntman die? And then, my, and then I was, like, explain, like, no, the whole thing's rigged so that, like, it's supposed to do that, you know? Yeah. Like, it's supposed to jump that high. It's supposed to, like, be able to roll on his back. But I thought it was, like, a normal fucking car. Just really, really I big. thought the same things, too. You know, and they'd be driving at each other. I thought it was just like, oh, so my dad has a Jeep Grand Cherokee. I wonder if he could just put these massive tires on, then we could have a monster truck. Like, exactly. Why doesn't he do that? Exactly. I wish the whole world, I wish I could view the world now as I did as a six-year-old. It would make so much more sense. <laughs> so much, so much cooler. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kids don't know shit. No. <laughs> so that suspension of disbelief just made everything better. Oh, my God. I love it. You ever, like... I love playing with kids when they're, like, um... When they're, like, dumb enough to, like, eat plastic food. So, like, you're having, like, tea time with them. And you're just, like, sipping imaginary shit. That's the funniest thing to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, this fool really thinks that there's stuff in there. I don't know why. That's such a stupid tangent to go on. Here's the, it's kind of a funny thing. You can say that I like kids... But you can't get really specific with it. I like 12-year-olds. <laughs> like, it's fucking creepy. It's like, you can say I love kids. Like, I love hanging out with kids. I'm really good with kids. But it's when you get specific that no, you, you mean, draw into some bad territory. 12-year-olds is kind of where they get into wrestling and miles <laughs> and tracks. I was into wrestling when I was like, oh, fuck. I must have been in second grade. First or yeah. second grade. Whatever, however old that is. I don't really know. I'm so stupid. I have no clue what my discography is. Second grade is. would be like six or seven years old. Okay. That's, yeah. 
okay, yeah. Yeah. I remember, because there was this weird kid on the bus that I had to sit next to, and he was really into, like, John Cena, so he would, like, always bring out his action figures. And then I eventually got some, and then he got me into wrestling. That's how I got into it. I was indoctrinated. Yeah. My, um... My dad used to buy all the, the wrestlers, get the WWE rank. Or not rank. The ring. ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the WWE on there. ice. <laughs> WWE on ice would be so sick. <laughs> and Randy Orton with the RKO. Beautifully with the, done. With the beautifully done triple 360 RKO onto oh the solid God. steel ice. That was beautiful. <laughs> Off the top of the heck in a cell. <laughs> Helena Cell with Helena. Helena. <laughs> I don't know. His, his figure skating partner, <laughs> Randall and Helena. Let's see the F9 off the top. <laughs> the F5. F5. <laughs> the F9 is just like the keyboard key. It's just like Brock Lesnar as like a bank accountant. <laughs> like he's. He's, he's kind of like the dude from The Incredibles, like at the desk job, where it's like he's got the fucking polo that's like too tight and. You know, the headsets that don't work, and he always crushes them. He's got the banana fingers. That's so fucking funny to me. Maybe oh that's where he got the name for the move from. He was just like a banker in alternate life, and that was his, <laughs> that like, was his like refresh. How he no, yeah. that's how he had Control Alt Delete Map to F five. So he's like F five. So what? Fuck your account. F five that shit. F five that shit. Drop it out of the universe. Did you ever see college pictures of Brock Lesnar? He looks like. God, he looks like that one kid from the Sandlot, <laughs> kind of, just with glasses. It's really funny. What's the Sandlot? Hmm? The sand, the movie, The Sandlot? Never seen it. The baseball movie with the kids, The Sandlot? Wait, is that the one that, um, the teabag one? Now you got me confused, because I ain't seen it. I'm gonna admit, we it's both like... have not seen Sandlot. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I know or of Sandlot. Um, I know of... The kid goes... Hey, you want some beef stew and farts in the kid's face? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I'm thinking of a different movie. <laughs> it's like, Holy ready for some shit. beef stew? <laughs> Just rips ass right Holy in his mouth. Holy shit, dude, what the fuck? I would die. I, I could never imagine. That's some shit Hank would do for real, dude. Like, on a first date. <laughs> he's like, you want a cup of beef stew? And like, wipes his ass. Oh my god. <laughs> That's traumatizing. No, but like, I think the Sandlot, I sometimes get that associated with, um, what was that one, that one movie with the kid, Alfalfa? God, I'm gonna, it's a kid's movie where it's like starring a bunch of like four-year-olds. I don't know why we were talking about four-year-old movies now, but like. (laughs) This is just the, uh, the 12 and under episode. (laughs) We're gonna talk about all topics for. That children are normally yeah, so, into, but we're still interested. So in. while we were talking about demographics earlier, what we failed to mention was that actually the um, twelve and under demographic is lacking severely in um, podcast. Mostly just listens, so we're trying to appeal to that. So we're going to give you guys the top three children's movies starring children that we we could uh, provide. That inc- also includes sports. So Sandlot, Little Giants. And then that and one Ninja plays Fortnite. Ninja plays Fortnite, <laughs> and the KSI <laughs> diss track. <laughs> the, the night of the fort. The, n- <laughs> the night before Fortnite. The fourteen days. The actual technical Fortnite used in Civil War. Fourteen days. 
I was just watching Civil War last night. Marvel's Civil mm-hmm. War? That, that movie still holds up. I think it's a fair movie. I, I like the... I just like it. Yeah. I like the part where um, Captain America and Bucky get upset that Tony goes berserk when he finds out that they murdered his parents and yeah. then he didn't tell him and kept it a secret all this time. <laughs> I was just joking. I was... When the movie came out, I remember being Team Captain America all the way. I'm always going to be a Captain America guy, you know, like, uh, I guess this is the part, like, we were kind of talking earlier about getting into comic books. Uh, we can talk about Captain America a little bit. I'm a big fan of Captain America, you know, always, like, you know, uh, standing your moral ground as long as it doesn't, you know, like, impede the rights of others. I'm, I'm, and, you know, uh, stand up for your fellow man. I think Captain America is way cooler than Iron Man, who's more kind of just altruistic, doing it because, like, he's, like oh, I'm the only guy in the room that can do it, so I will do it. Versus, like, Captain America, who's, like, uh, you know, he's the sentinel of liberty. He's going to plant himself like a tree next to the river of truth and tell you, no, you move, and all that garb. I think Captain America is just a little bit better than Iron Man. So at the time, I was on Team Captain America, and I was very devastated to find out that he would give up the shield and then turn into Beardo... <laughs> in Infinity War. <laughs> they turn into the IPA sipping. Wakanda living. <laughs> if freaking Bucky, Bucky loses his arm, it gets blown off. What does he do? He starts goat farming with one arm. <laughs> That's badass as hell. Can you imagine being a goat farmer with one arm? Like, what kind of shit is that, dude? Like, how do you function anything with yeah. one arm? I can't imagine one anything of my body. And it, and just like living normally, like just having one leg, one toe. Ooh, how would you balance if you walked <laughs> anywhere? You'd just be two nubs. <laughs> you'd be a literal Lego person walking around. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to walk on your heels the whole time. Oh my god, heelys. There you game. go. Yeah. Solution: go. If you only have one toe, heelys. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> no. Thank you very much, guys. We are now sponsored by Healy's Sports and Outdoors Things. If you want to go wheel yourself today, can you give a, you, can you give a good Healy's pitch? Because you used to you used to sell bikes. Could you give a good <laughs> Could you give a good Healy's pitch? <laughs> Speaking of Healy's, um, back when I did work with bikes, there was this one um, girl. She was like, her brother came in to buy a bike, but. She was just there for the ride, and she had Heelys, and she was just <laughs> healing around the whole store. Oh, my God. And this was back when I worked at Burt's. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't even mind, because she <laughs> Burt's is just pretty, going around the whole yeah. store. Burt's is a pretty cool place to work at. doesn't get too busy, but every time it did, it seems like you would always close on a sale, which is mm-hmm. fucking baller. <laughs> Salesman to salesman, if I can even call myself that. If we can even call each other that, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a salesman anymore. I hardly even talk at my job. I'm uh, just chilling. I want... I, I don't know. I don't think I talk enough at my job. I don't know. Because a lot of times I just have music in, and when I don't, I'm, I'm pretty talkative. So, 50-50. But, sure. That's pretty tight, though. I kind of miss the sales job that I had though. It was always fun. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird feeling to close on a sale, you know, kind of like, it's like a kind of a cool achievement. I always related it to like getting an achievement like on PS4 like a trophy. Like you made like a really good sale, like I'd hear that noise in my head like when you get a trophy on PS4. I'd be like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, for me it was just like when you're selling someone something, 
and it just yeah you get that kind of achievement when you when you can yeah, convince sure. something someone of something it makes you feel kind of like powerful it gives you like a a, a certain strut in your step like a certain cadence to your voice you're like yeah like you know ooh. like I, I remember walking up so confidently to like people's houses and being like hey did you know that your windows are outdated and did you know that I could save you from high electricity bills? Hi, my name is Ryan. I'm here to talk to you. And it, it would just like go on and on and on. Isn't but, like the weirdest thing though? How you could walk up. Like I could walk up to someone and sell them a bike no problem. But like in your situation, what if you had to walk up to their house and ask them to use their telephone? It would be like so much more awkward. What? Or just, do you not think so? Like if you just needed the walk. Like if you needed something from them. Oh. Instead um, of just like selling them on something. I don't know. Like, uh, I guess it'd be harder for me because I have like a bit of social anxiety to like right. to like go to a stranger's. But I guess the the difference there would be like, uh, it was a professional situation. It was like my job to go mm-hmm. up to those people. So it was like I wouldn't get paid if I didn't. So it was just me doing it for the job. So I I could get over it a lot easier. Plus I was with a lot of good friends. And, you know, a lot of times I would just, like, book them to be across the street from me. So I'm never too far away from, like, you know, somebody there. But you meet a lot of interesting people, a lot of, like, in- incredibly funny people. Like, do you remember that one guy that got all snippy with me? <laughs> Which one? Oh, my God. I, like... I well, like, there was a lot of them that got... Yeah, I, I think I posted it, like, on my Finsta or something. He was just, like, yelling at me. And he was just like, oh, you suck a dick. I hate you so much. And I was like... <laughs> and I was just like, I'm just trying to sell windows, man. Like, come on, chill. <laughs> But that's what I that's what I was trying to get at. Like you have okay. that social anxiety in a normal interaction. Uh, like like say I get social anxiety when I'm talking to old people. Sure. Cuz like there's sure. that kind of barrier sometimes in, in um in how we talk to each other. But when I'm selling a bike, you know, well, that social anxiety's kind of gone. Well, yeah, I feel like it's because it's just a completely different situation because yeah. like like, say, like, for me with the windows, when I was out there working, like, selling this stuff, I felt like I knew so much about them. It, it was just sort of this mentality of, like, you can convince this person to do this thing. Are you good? I'm all right. I, my stomach. <laughs> Bro, I thought you were giving birth, man. You, hold, you held your stomach, and you, you winced in pain. You were like, oh. And I was just like, I was like, did your water break? I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> a little hard on the crunches this morning man dude did you my, just flex on me <laughs> my, my belt moved and like yeah my lower abdominal just like been hurting all day oh yeah and then your, sharp your belt just there. like kind of being like a kind of thorn just in your l- side man just I've a little tight yeah yeah i've been there man you can you can loosen up the notch this is a table for two we're good man <laughs> so like but like yeah anyways i mean uh Comparing uh, sales and, like, something you're very knowledgeable about, something that you're confident to talk about, comparing that to, like, let's say we go out to a bar and uh, you walk over to, like, three people. And, I'm like, and, like, we see three people that are talking. And I'm like, hey, why don't you go strike up a conversation with them? Like, talking to them um, in that social setting, way scarier than people coming to you to talk to, like, sell. Or even, yeah. like, in my situation, going to them to sell something. Because at the end of the day, I'm really thinking to myself, well, if I don't make this sale, the worst thing that's going to happen is, like, they just say no. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the worst thing that's going to happen is they say no. I say, okay, have a good day, and I'll move on to the next house. But, like, if you put that in, like, a social situation 
when you have that anxiety, when it's like you have to go talk to like those three people at a bar and strike a, a conversation, you start to like overthink now, like, okay, like, what if I walk up there and I don't know what to say? Now I'm just standing there and they all look at me and then they're like, you know, what do you want, weirdo? And then they all start laughing <laughs> at me. Then everyone in the bar starts laughing at me and then, and then you're just some weirdo standing at the bar laughing at you. Like, that's what it's like uh, thinking about normal situations with that type of anxiety. But, uh, but going into sales, it all sort of goes away. And that's a really cool feeling to have, to just have the confidence, like, for a day. To be to like, have the knowledge. To be like, I want to make 50 bucks today, so I'm going to sell this thing to this guy, <laughs> and I'm going to make that commission. Like, it's, it's pretty cool. It makes you the one who knocks. Yeah. Because you're literally knocking on the door trying to sell them. I, yeah. Well, you didn't have to. They came to you. That was yeah. the hard part for me is I had to, like, fish them out. I had to weed them out, man. You had to find the buyers. <laughs> yeah. Or you had to... No, I wouldn't say find them. Because it was very rare that you would stumble across a house that was looking for... By the way, I guess since we're going off of this tangent, we're talking about my canvassing job. I used to do door-to-door selling windows. But anyways, it's a lot harder to find somebody who's willing... Like, who just... If you just knocked on your door and, oh, I just happen to need windows... That rarely happens. It happens, but it rarely happens. Most of the time, it's, well, uh, you know, I, I just don't have the money. I'm not really interested right now. You know, it's not really something I'm thinking about for, like, a year from now. But, like, then you can convince them to, like, just do it anyways. It's it's such a baller thing. I feel so manip. I feel like the guy from Jessica Jones, the villain, uh, who was played by the same guy. He was Doctor Who. I forget the... I forget everything. But, like, um, if you know who I'm talking about, I feel like him, because his superpower was, like, he could just talk to people, and he could convince them to do anything. He was, like, uh-huh. the purple man. He'd be, like... So I'd talk to you, Mike, and I'd be, like, hey, Mike, you really want to go down the street to, like, uh, Domino's and grab me a, a nice pepperoni pizza with, like, a two-liter of Coke and bring it back here, and, and then you would, like, go do that. <laughs> like, you would just make people do whatever they want. And it was kind of cool to have that ability. So, changing gears real quick, to go back to your previous thing, what was, like, the Marvel movies that you want to see happen? Right, so this is something we brought up a bit beforehand. Uh, let's just see where we're at now. 25 minutes, not bad. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we can, we're going to segue into some Marvel movies that... I think would make, or I'm sorry, Marvel comic book stories that I think would make uh, great Marvel comic book movies. Now, Mike is into comic books as much as the next guy and like the movies and the Marvel movies. He's pretty into them. Your favorite is Doctor Strange. Yes. He's the man. Doctor Strange is the man. Why is Doctor Strange your favorite, actually? Let's, I want to <laughs> get his nitty gritty. Why? I just want to know what makes you tick. Why is he your favorite compared to, like, Iron Man or Captain America, who are, like, everyone else's? Well, I like those characters as much as anybody else. But, like, I just loved how Doctor Strange was shot. Like, his movie. Like, I love how they, what they did with the the mirror dimension. And how they made the buildings flip. Yeah, the cinematography. The cinematography in that movie was excellent. And I like how his his sorcery differs from the rest of them and how like there's some legitimacy behind it what do you mean in a sense like i don't know it it makes it very believable like the way it's presented it's not like some crazy magic bs like cgi stuff it's pretty believable or oh how they present like the shots or yeah like how they present the shots and stuff yeah yeah it definitely looks good uh 
And, but going back to why I like Doctor Strange is just like, and how, how they took the, uh, they took the ball and ran with it with how he's a doctor and he didn't have anything to do <laughs> yeah. with magic yeah, or whatever. And he and kind of he, had that change of heart. And he changed yeah. it. Yeah, he had that change of pace and he came over on this crazy idea of this woman and wherever she was. Christine. <laughs> yeah. Christine brought him Chipotle and this man yelled at her. Like a, a big bag of Chipotle to his house. I remember that scene. It was like right in the beginning when he's like trying to figure oh, out. Oh, yeah, his when hands he freaks and like, out on his He girlfriend. freaks out on it. And I was just like, oh, but the, she took the burritos with her. I know it. Like I would have been so <laughs> upset. I would have been like, oh. <laughs> I would have stuck it out just for those. Man, I love me some Chipotle. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just pretty hungry. But anyways, getting back to uh, <laughs> Marvel movies that would be pretty good. Um uh, you know, adaptations into the Marvel comics. So I want to talk to you guys about Thor, Odin's son, God of Thunder, right? Thor over the years has had a lot of really weird stories. Uh, but recently, I think it was Jason Aaron uh, as a writer, he did this run on Thor called Thor God Butcher. And it is one of the best Thor stories that I've ever seen and, like, read personally. So I want to pitch this idea to you of Thor right. God Butcher. I'm going to give you, like, a little synopsis. A little bit of... That's a good vocabulary word for the English majors out there. A little synopsis of what this <laughs> is about. So follow me on this journey here. So we pick up with this guy named Gore. G-O-R-R. And... He lives, he's this alien, he's gray, and he lives on this very, like, desolate planet, right? So think, like, Tatooine, like, from Star Wars. He lives on this desolate planet, it hardly rains, there's hardly any vegetation, and he lives with this tribe, and all they really do is just walk around, and they just pray to the gods, they pray for nourishment, they pray for, like, rain, they pray for uh, everything that they'll need, and they do this every day. And over the course of years and years and years, Gore is just getting sick of it because every single day they nomad around this world and they pray and nothing happens. Well, eventually one day while they're walking around, he loses his wife and like child and he's had it. So he starts like cursing out the gods. He's like, you know, screw the gods. What have they ever done for us? Like they're doing nothing for us. He's like, if, it, if gods exist out there, they're selfish and they don't care about us. The tribe kicks him out. So he's wandering the desert Jesus style. Out of nowhere, two literal gods fall out of the sky in front of him. And they were, it looked like they were just battling. I forget who the two were, but it was kind of like this definition of like one was like golden and one was black, you know? So like one's a good god, one's a bad god, quote unquote, whatever. So he goes up to the one god and he has this like really weird sword. It's this black sword. Uh, You you end up learning that this is um, Noel the symbiote god and that's his... um, black all black necro sword so it's kind of like this venom sword it's kind of pretty cool so like um he picks it up and the god asks him for help and he has this like really nice like shakespearean dialogue that's what makes gore such a compelling villain is like he's not just some like villain of the week he's kind of like thanos where like he has this like motivation and like everything he does has a purpose and like he never really wastes any movement and he's like He's got this, like, really... I imagine he'd have this really cool voice, like, I am Gore. Like, you know, like, really deep and all that shit. But, like, uh, he goes into this monologue where he's just, like, you know, 
every single day we prayed to the gods and you abandoned us. And now you come to me and like ask me for help. That's selfish. You deserve to die. And if I have to be the one to do it, then he's like, so be it. And he stabs the god. And then he flies away into the universe. And he has this intention of killing all the gods in the universe. So this man... Is goes, Kratos. Is fucking <laughs> Kratos, right? So it's Thor versus Kratos, pretty much, right? He goes hop, skipping, and jumping from, like, world to world to world, from universe to universe, and he's, like, he's killing all these gods. He's killing the Russian gods of war. He's killing the gods of Zen La from, like, the Silver Surfer's home world. He's killing all these Irish and Celtic gods, these Japanese gods that, like, all these pantheons of gods that are, like, being introduced and, like, you know, believed by so many people. He's just going around and killing them. And with the all-black Necrosword, he only grows more and more powerful. So then, eventually, he runs into Thor. And Thor gets his ass handed to him. It's not even close. Thor's like, oh, what are you doing here? And then Gore's just like, I'm here to kill you. And he, like, he just like goes at him. And then he ends up capturing Thor. And he's like torturing him for like days and weeks on end. And like he's just torturing him. And then finally, he lets Thor go. And the reason why he tortured Thor is because... If he were to just go around hop, skipping, and jumping, you know, quick, fast, and in a hurry throughout the universe to kill all the gods, he could do that, but it would take a long time. So by capturing a god instead of killing them and, like, torturing them for information, it could lead him to more gods. So eventually, you know, Thor, because he's young and brash, he eventually, like, you know, goes into talking about, you know, oh, I'm Thor of Asgard, and I'm mighty, and I will wield my little hammer, and I will beat you. And then he, like, gets beat like an idiot. But, like... But, like, this is where Gore starts to pick up on, like, okay, there's Asgard, more gods for me to kill. So he goes to Asgard, kills everyone in Asgard. Kills Odin? We skip to this... Yeah, right? So, yeah. And then, at this point in the story, uh, it's presumed, right? We skip to the future, where it seems like Gore has already won. And there's this really cool part where, like, he traps Thor. It's old King Thor, right? So it's Thor who's, like, really old, but he's still, like, very mighty, still very muscular. He's, like, buff Santa Claus, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, he goes in, and he's, like, sitting on this throne, and all of these forces of Gore the God Butcher come in, and he has to kill them all. But they're always coming in. It's like Nazi zombies. This guy is, this guy is stuck in a game of Nazi Gore zombies. It's on round infinite. He's on round infinite. And every time he dies, he just, like, reappears back. So he's not allowed to die. Basically, so he just like oh, re- Thor's not allowed yeah, to die? he like respawns and like he just lives this horrible life for like eternity. It's it's like it's like you know it's kind of poetic. It goes it calls back to like, you know, uh, the Greek mythology myths of like um, Sisyphus, who was this guy who was made to like um, push this boulder up a mountain, and then as soon as he got to the top, it would fall back down, and he would have to do that over and over again for eternity because he like avoided death. But you know that's a whole other story for another you know time. But, like, yeah, it's this, like, pretty neat thing. And I think the overall, the whole story, you know, and the way it ends is you have, like, all these multiple plot lines of where it's like, okay, so you see Thor, you see Gore and Thor meet up in the past. In the present day, Thor is tracking down Gore because he notices that all these gods are dead and he wants to know why. And then in plot line C, you have in the future where it seems like Gore has already won. So this movie would weave all three of these plot lines together to one focal point, which is the end of the comic book, which I won't spoil for you unless you want me to. It's pretty Don't cool. Spoil it. It's pretty cool. You could look it up on your own time, but um, yeah, it, it like basically sees, you know, 
Thor from three generations come together to try to defeat this villain. And I think that would make a really kick-ass Marvel movie if they could do that right. And they could definitely do that with, like, Thor 4, Love and Thunder, uh, where you could introduce gore, and, like, the first 20 minutes is, like, the past, where it's, like, gore on the planet, and then he, you know, he gets the sword, and then he meets Thor, he fights Thor. A thousand years goes by, and Thor forgets about it, but then he notices all these gods are dying, and then he fights Gore again in the modern day, but then we always get these, like, flash-forwards to the future, where it's, like, Gore, it seems like he already won. Like, I think it would be pretty kick-ass. Yeah. Well, how would you integrate that into the our timeline that we're in now? Because we just came off of Endgame, and a lot of gods and and other I mean, beings are dead so i mean i don't know how they would do it but that's just a fantasy booking i would say you know i think that would, that would, that would be one of my top picks one of many top picks uh just off the top of my head too um thanos imperative and um world war hulk would be picks two and three for that so that would be my top three gore the god butcher thanos imperative and world war hulk I would like to see this um, God Busher go against Captain Marvel as well. Captain Marvel would slay God Butcher, I think, fairly handily, handedly. Like, it wouldn't be, you know, really quick. It wouldn't be fast, you know, but it would it would be readily done. Would it at least give, give her a run for her money? Because, like... It wouldn't give her a run for her money, but it would be, like, more of a thorn in her side, being like, oh, this guy's, like, a bit more powerful than usual, you know, whatever, like, you know, she would still, she would still, she would still wipe the slate clean of him, well, I think. I have a question. Who would give her a run for her money? Because, like, I'm sick of seeing her just, like, supermanning around. Captain Marvel? Well, she uh, kind of is, like, superman yeah, in that respect. Yeah, she is. She doesn't even need, uh, she hasn't tried at all. Who's a character that could give Captain Marvel a run for her money? I'll give you... A character that I think, a character now that's in the MCU that I think could, and then I'll give you a character that I would like to see from the comics go in and then just destroy her. Galactus. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's one of many. But um, no. Firstly, uh, well, with Galactus Silver Surfer, maybe I think that could be good. But firstly, I think Scarlet Witch could beat Captain Marvel. Hot take. No cap. <laughs> Scarlet Witch is underutilized. Scarlet Witch thrashed Thanos. Like, he, it was to the point where he had to, like, fire on himself. Where it was like, oh, would you uh, just fire, fire, all the, all the fire all the weapons beside her. She was like, just do it! He's like, <laughs> he's, like, sponsored by Nike. He's just like, just do it! And then, like, he has to fire on himself. Like, Scarlet Witch just handed Thanos his ass on a silver platter. And she's like, yep, I had this thing done, like, wrapped up quick, fast, and in a hurry. Like, you are nothing to me. Like, like for me, this is just Tuesday. For you, this is the end of the world. You're done. And, like, she just took his ass to, like, court and just nailed him. Like, that was pretty fucking awesome. But... Somebody that I think would that would give Captain Marvel a run for her money. Oh my god. Uh I could go with like universe bending people or just I I think raw power Beta Ray Bill would be kind of neat. He's he's kind of like this alien that picked up Thor's hammer. I feel like he would give uh Captain Marvel a run for her money. Is that the frog that picks up his hammer in the No, that's Throg. Oh. The Thor frog that, pick, <laughs> that picks up a... I believe it's like a sliver of his hammer. It's like a toothpick, basically, of like Thor's hammer. Like a, a bit of the wooden part falls off and like he picks it up and then he turns into a Thor frog. And then he joins like the, the pet Avengers 
where it's like pet versions of all the Avengers. That's a real comic book. Marvel comics are fucking crazy. Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) It's cool. Like, there's Thor Frog and, like, you know, uh, there's a Bulldog and, like, all these other shits. Like, I don't even remember. But it's pretty good, I'd say. What time are we at? We're at 40 minutes. Oh, man. So we've got plenty of time to talk about. Let's, let's talk about something that you brought up. So you brought up a whole laundry list of things. We only got to talk about one of them. Um, I'll give you guys a brief summary while he's checking it out. We got to talk about these Nike shoes that basically um, give their uh, wearers, their users, an edge in running. And Mike, can you talk a little bit more about the logistics of this shoe? And the, I think it was the Nike Vapor, right, you said? The Nike Vapor Max shoe. Okay. So this came out back in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, and Nike pitched it as giving you about a 4% edge on the competition over any other running shoe. Okay. And, um, and so far that's been proven true because people running with the Vapor Max have broken marathon records. The new marathon really? record that's under four hours is held with the Nike Vapor Max. So this is like a big deal. It is. Okay. It's a really big deal. It's um it's this, it's essentially essentially all the running shoes in the past have been used in competition. It's just a really lightweight thin canvas shoe that has a very thin sole. Right. And the Vapor Max is the opposite. It has a big foam sole that's um marketed as like aircraft grade foam, but whatever. It's just super lightweight high density foam okay and it has a carbon fiber plate in the foam in the middle of the foam and the carbon and nobody knows exactly how it works because that's patented but how it's speculated the work is that the carbon fiber midsole works as somewhat of a spring right so that when the when the shoe is compressed right it can spring back a bit so basically with every step that the runner takes they're getting sprung forward a little bit and that's that's what they're seeing is why it's like the four percent faster yeah it's not even like a springing motion like they're running on right yeah it's not yeah it's not um, like a cartoon springs but it's just like getting that power back because you know like when you're running you smash into the ground Mm -hmm. and then you have to like dig your foot out of the hole again instead the shoe reflects off the it bounces off yeah yeah and it keeps that momentum it keeps it smooth and um and helps the athlete run faster, better. And the interesting thing about it is that it got approved for the Olympics in Japan this year. So, mm-hmm. un, like unsanctioned, or well, I guess it would be sanctioned, but it's un, unlimited. So use. everyone could probably, every, would everyone just ideally want to use them then? Ideally, but everyone has different sponsors. So they're forced to use the other shoe, but like... Yeah, if you got a Reebok sponsor, you're running with some Zigtex, my man. Zigtex? <laughs> That's not what they run on. That'd be so funny. Zigtex, dude? What the they hell? got They got the Gucci sponsor. They're running in flip-flops. Dude, they're running in the fucking <laughs> Gucci sandals. Oh my god, there was, a, um, there was an African long-distance runner. I don't know how far back when, but I heard this legend... Of this African long distance runner who ran in the Olympics, he ran the marathon barefoot. T- tell me if this is true. And then he gets sponsored by Nike, and then he, the next like run he does, he carries the fucking shoes and he doesn't wear them. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. I don't. I don't know. I heard there was like a legend about that. That may or that may or may not have merit to it. Don't take this 
or uh, anything we take too seriously. That's a serious disclaimer. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I heard that he had just uh, was a guy that just didn't run with shoes. And when he got sponsored by Nike, he carried the shoes with him uh, when he ran. I'm sorry, the record for a marathon is two hours, one minute, 39 seconds, according to Google. But I think it broke two hours. On sub two hours so maybe i think it's sub two hour maybe it's not official yet okay yeah yeah right here see i wasn't all in one yet. hour 59 minutes wow 40 seconds by ulid this is back Tip-a-cog. when back when like you know people that i know that run marathons they'll do them in like four four and a half five hours right I and mean, these people are doing them in fucking two yeah two hours my mistake not four hours <laughs> shit <laughs> But um, but yeah, it's crazy that the shoes can give you that advantage, you know, like and and what I was trying to segment that too is how how I was saying like, not how they're just fully legal one hundred percent is that uh, years ago there was a shark skin technology that came out for swimsuits. Yeah right. Okay. That, that gave swimmers a distinct advantage while swimming because the swimsuit was just more. Mm-hmm. Um, just went through the water faster. The same way that a shark, you know, for biologically millions of years is adapted to go through the water faster. They had basically just adapted that same technology, turned it into a product that the swimmers could use, right? Yeah, into a swimsuit. Okay. And whatever athletes could get their hands on it had a distinct advantage. And what they did with that is that they didn't allow you to wear the full suit mm. um, because... The fastest you could be was if you had the full swimsuit on. Right. Instead, you could only wear the the trunks or whatever. Oh. So significantly reduces the advantage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, to the point where it was fair again, and that that's what the argument was against the Vaporfly is that this is not a technological competition. This is a athletic competition, mm-hmm. and so it's not fair for athletes. If you can prove that the shoe gives you a distinct advantage, then it's not fair for athletes to have it, right? That was the argument. Uh, not fair to athletes that have it, but fair to the ones that don't, I guess, that could make up. Like, I could see why you would want to use it. Like, you, I could see, like, why you would want to have it in, but then I could also see, what, like, why people would not want to. Like, I could see both sides. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's good for the people um, who aren't as good as, like, Usain Bolt. Because then they're like, we have a chance to catch up to him. But Usain Bolt is like, what the fuck are these people doing catching up to me because of these shoes? But then if Usain Bolt's got them shoes on. And Bolt's got the shoes. He's like 200 meters above everyone else. (laughs) Bolt's out there. He's like, yeah. (laughs) I'm already on lap four. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just crazy with those shoes because... If they don't allow them, like say on the opposite hand, then they're impeding mm-hmm. technology, right? Because if the shoe is helping you rebound off the ground, isn't that saying that the shoe is better on your knees and joints if you have less smashing going on? Dude, I think they should all just get a Dr. Scholl's and call it. <laughs> they should just go step on the foot machine that tells you where you need the support and they should go to the Olympics. Well, that's my first stop. And they'd be like, yo, you're going to the Olympics. You're going to run the 100 meter. I'm like, yo. 
Let's go to fucking Rite Aid. I'm going to go to Dr. Scholl's aisle and get that fucking foot implant, and we're going to take off. And I'm going to put him in the vapor shoes. So now I'm going to have that little bit of extra, like, oomph. You're going to have all the cushions. Dude, I'm going to be floating down the track. There is no chance. <laughs> Just be moonwalking. Yeah. Moonwalking in reverse. <laughs> moonwalking the 100 meter to victory so fast because of Dr. Scholl's and Nike Air Vapor team up. The collab. But, um, and here's an interesting segment. All right, let's dedicate the last segment of this uh, podcast before we sign off. So, last week we both saw a movie called The Gentleman. Yeah. With Matthew McConaughey, who is quickly becoming one of my favorite actors again. <laughs> because he's goofy as hell, and it seems like he doesn't belong in the movie, but he just showed up into the movie. Does that he, make sense? He looks like, like he just hijacked the movie. Yeah, he looks like kinda he was like... Kind of like how his character hijacked the yeah. marijuana business. Yeah, like, it's kind of like he just walked onto set one day and was like, what's going on over here? No, he walks <laughs> onto set and he goes, hello, my name is Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> and uh, I will be, I will be the main character in this here show. Dude, what if, like, they put Arnold Schwarzenegger in Matthew McConaughey's role? I'm trying to I'm trying to think right now if it if it's necessary. Let's put the let's say they put Schwarzenegger in Matthew McConaughey's role, and it's like that scene where he's just like, "Yeah, you got to go into the fucking cooler now. You cut you chop the <laughs> penis off now. Somebody touching my wife in my marijuana. You cut the penis off now." As opposed to Matthew McConaughey being like, "Somebody touched my wife. So in return, you got to cut a pound of flesh." Pound of flesh off your testicles. And then he's like, and I have my boy here dressed in <laughs> Helly Hansen <laughs> so he can stand in the cooler while you'll freeze to death. And I was like, I think Arnold would have been a lot better in that role, maybe. But I like how the movie was structured in all seriousness. How it was structured as like kind of like a story that the guy was telling. And then it leads into like the third and final act where you see it all come together. That was a really cool way to tell the story. It was very entertaining. Yeah, it was interesting. I was kind of confused at first. I was a little bit lost in the first half. A lot of ex- exposition, right? Yeah, that's what you would call that. You know, yeah. setting the story up. But it paid off. Like the movie. It's like, so the fucking story cool. Story was multi-layered. Yeah. I think um I think that one guy Colin Farrell who played the coach. I thought he had a really interesting dynamic. How there was like in this part of the movie that's there's this coach. And he's got this, like, super heavy accent, and he's, like, he's got these, like, team of, like, boxers, but they go around, and they beat people up, and they film it on YouTube, and they make, like, rap music videos about it, and, like, they show footage of them beating people up, and they're like, yeah, man, yo, we steal your bloody marijuana, and then we punch you in your face. We're gonna leave <laughs> yeah, you all, all broke without a trace, and they're, like, doing backflips, and, like, they have this whole thing, like, it's really weird. But it's super funny and entertaining for some reason. It's like a KSI music video. Oh boy, we got our first caller into the pod. <laughs> let's say, all right, let's give all a oh warm God. welcome to Zamka here. Uh, what is your call regarding? Where are you? I'm on the uh, table Studio for two Studio 76, podcast. baby. We're doing the Table for Two podcast starring Ryan Pinabona and Mike Bliss. Thanks for calling in. Do you have any song requests for Kiss 92 Point podcast? Jason Derulo. 
Would you like to hear some dead air? <laughs> Are you guys actually right now? Yeah, but we're at the end though. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Glad to have you on informally. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Me too. Heard. I'm hungry as well. So our new podcast request is to talk about food. What What are you hungry for? Chipotle. Well, actually, it, it kind of sucks because I had actually just uh, went to Walmart and bought a bunch of food. But I want to go out and like get fast food. But it's like, I know financially I cannot afford it. <laughs> <laughs> so like I have to eat the food at home. So yeah. Well, what's wrong with the food at home? What you got? I got some hungry man. Heard. I remember <laughs> yeah. eating hungry man. I haven't, I haven't had that in a long time. Bro, I got the barbecue hungry man. It's got the chicken and the pork. Oh no! With the corn and the fucking brownie, dude. It's I'm a hungry oh, the brownie's man. Brownie's the best. Yeah, I know, dude. It's so slept on. I just got some like ice cream too, so I'm like put a little, take a little spoonful of ice cream on that. Mm-hmm. Well, shave. Um, yeah, the one thing, though, don't get the breaded Hungry Man chicken no, I'm, meals. No, I'm sticking to... Get that breaded chicken, mm-hmm. man. I'm sticking to the damn that's, chicken. That soggy, soggy-ass chicken. Not a fan, really. Stouffer's is where it's at consistently for, like, microwavable meals. Stouffer's makes more than just mac and cheese? Yeah. Dude, they have, like, fettuccine Alfredo. They have, like, chicken marsala. It's so good. They got it all, man. We got to go to Walmart. I'll show you. Well, back to um, talking about the gentleman. What were your thoughts on the gentleman, Zoe? I didn't watch it. Yeah, what? You were there. All right. Oh, Official hot take. <laughs> was Jessica she asleep? was at the movie, but um, she didn't watch the movie. Was she so. asleep? story was real until like towards the end of the movie official hot take she didn't realize she was watching the movie (laughs) while the movie was no yeah no it was um kind of confusing in that that aspect like oh i noticed that like earlier on i'm like i didn't until the end literally like yeah the way the the story structure in the movie is it can be a little bit confusing i see how you got confused in that aspect <laughs> there was the Iron Man sunglasses. It didn't like completely cover his eyes, but it didn't exactly not do it. I know, but I just lightly tinted. Wasn't a fan. Oh my god! Oh my god! All right. Oh, that girl's not even crossing. Sorry, guys, I'm driving. Uh, official traffic advice. What can you tell us? Traffic update from Zemka. Oh, there's just a bunch of kids running around. <laughs> What? Careful. What? <laughs> Careful. There's officially a preschool playground in the streets. She's like, she's like, where are you? She's like, I'm just driving through the preschool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just driving through the playground. <laughs> Who sends kids on recess at 426? Come on, guys. Come on, guys. No one knows how to do four-way stops. Well, uh, it's uh, to the considering right. that they're all four years old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> four-year-olds don't know how to drive. All right. We'll get some food. Don't worry. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you back. Wait, are you eating food now? No, I'm on the podcast. We're live, dog. 
Ryan We've been live for 55 minutes. We gotta fill an hour. No, Ryan is definitely making you food right now. I wish. Oh. Do you wanna come over and check? There is, but he's got water. I, yeah, I, I got him water. I am. That's eating. good enough. But I got plans later anyway. So you guys can have your uh, date. I'd suggest Mooney's down the street. Yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm I heard. You know what? Damn, I'm good. Ever since I said that, now I'm feeling like I should go there too. Now, <laughs> like shit. <laughs> I'm not. I just had that big ass calzone, so I don't know if I can eat. Like all that mac and cheese. Don't, don't get mac and cheese. Get get an appetizer. Oh, she can get I mac and cheese. Milk by accident. Dude, oh, the yeah. mac and cheese there is so big. She could get a mac and cheese for the both of you, and then y'all can split an appetizer. So you can get like a small mac and cheese and an appetizer, and like split it for two people. Easy. <laughs> Thirty dollar date. Boom. Right there. Boom. Yeah, Boom. It's not that mm. Ooh, I was really feeling soup though. All right, we'll we'll discuss that further. I just gotta finish this up. All right. You're actually coming over? You had to get your your eyebrows done, I thought. I know, but I'm too hungry. I can't. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll send you the address. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, well, uh, that's one way to wrap up the podcast. Thank you for listening so long, uh, if you did. Um, yeah, thank you for listening through that phone call. Yeah. If we... you found that in any way entertaining, <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> We always said we wanted callers on the show. We just didn't uh, imagine it would be like that. So thank you guys for that. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please like subscribe, follow, share it. Uh, send it to all your friends. That'd be great. Um, you know, Spread the word. We're just trying our best here. That's all you can really do. We're trying to be the best version of ourselves. And we're trying to give you the best version of this podcast we can. So um, thank you guys for listening so much. Um, you can follow us on our socials. Um, I'm at Ryan Peebo on Instagram. Uh, I don't know why I'm plugging this right now. I feel like I've listened to enough podcasts to where it's like, this is just what they do. Like, the people <laughs> that listen to this, they're like, we already fucking follow your Instagram. Like, that's how we found out this thing exists, dumbass. So, right. So, like, yeah. Um, donate to Australia if you want to. I don't know. Anything you want to say? Man, I think we I think we covered it. Yeah, we covered it all, man. We did. We covered all of our bases. That's been the table for two. Not the table for three. This is Ryan and not (laughs) Hank signing off. Bitch, see you later. (laughs) Goodbye.